How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters. About however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Now, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning and welcome back to the third hour of the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it is uh, 6.04 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's go to G-Town. Let's check in with old Sharky Marquez this morning. Captain Sharky, sorry about uh, ignoring you there that last segment. I normally <laughs> get you, but it didn't come up on my screen. John, or Jake and I were just talking about that. So sorry Oh, about you're that, good, but, brother. Hey, we got you on anyway, man. What's up down there, bud? My man, my man. Well, the guys are down there. They're prepping the boats, getting ready, and uh, – we're going to end up doing some stuff around Bayside. We've got some lodging guests coming in here this right. afternoon and rocking and rolling, man. So I'm just up and at them, fixing to pour myself a coffee and get the day rolling, brother. I wish I was fishing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, uh... But especially because it's the first, first decent day or nice day in the last shoot, man, three, four days. It's been kind of nasty out there. I know. It's really nice this morning. Great day beautiful day it's it is going to be beautiful man yesterday yesterday uh boy it had to rain i don't know how hard man some of the hardest rain i've ever seen there for about two hours three hours i was down there checking on the boats and you know doing all that and it was just like pouring man just insane amounts of water and then by uh what three four o'clock it was like Every other beautiful day, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gorgeous outside. Fair it off real nice. I'm hoping that uh that with it, you know, just being kind of a short burst there, I'm hoping that it will calm to, calm down enough and all throughout the night those winds were, you know, not not anything crazy and yeah. and those guys should get out there and smack some good fish, you know. If that water's not too damaged or stained, they should be able to get and at the jetties, you know, you got a lot of water moving in and out of there, you know, oh, so yeah. it's not a, I will tell you, we have been staying away from the, staying away from the old ship channel, man, just because there, there hasn't been much water, you know, in there. We've just been having these low tides. And so we've been getting right out to the, right out to the deep stuff. And, you know, on the nice days, there's a bunch of fish to be caught and it's been a, 
It's been good, man. It's been good. Well, y'all uh, staying pretty busy still this time of year? You know, we were slow there for a little bit, but, um, you know, I think we're getting – we're definitely getting more and more bookings, especially uh, coming up into, like, spring break, you know, early spring break mm. time. And it's uh, just kind of prepping, man, just kind of getting ready for everything. And these are good days for us to get every everything tidied up and – kind of get our ducks in a row we've got a nice captain's meeting coming up on monday and we're just going to kind of strategize on how we could do better and and uh you know better for our customers and operate smoother and all that good stuff and just try to get geared up and ready for the madness of uh of the summertime (laughs) when we're living on those boats you know so we're excited about it it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun yeah, y'all spend a I'm lot excited. of time on the weather in the summer months, man. Two a days. Oh, all man. summer. All summer, buddy. All yes, summer. Wow. But you know what? You can keep in touch with where them fish are and, and what they're biting on and what they're doing, you know, when you're out there at literally from sun up to sundown, you know. Right. You stay in touch with everything. You know, the more you're out there, the you know, it's like that old saying, the more I fish, the luckier I get. <laughs> i <laughs> love that true. i love that man oh man what else well shoot we got the uh fishing show coming up faster yeah. than faster than it should be a little scary fast yeah it's a little um that's <laughs> a little early i think they uh it's gonna be like that first week in february i think or i'm yeah. sorry february 10th i think it's february yeah. 10th um so somewhere in there i might be off be by quick. a couple days but yeah, buddy, we're prepping and prepping the, uh, you know, kind of drawing up the booth space. And um, so we're excited. We're going to, we ended up adding a couple spaces so we could do kind of everything in one. You know, we used to have Outcast across the way and, you know, monster fishing over here. Right. And we got, um, we ended up exp- just exp- doing an end cap, but pretty much just kind of getting the whole end cap, you know. Yeah, so, putting it all together. Sure. Yeah, we're excited, man. We're going to have uh, old dad up there doing his thing, helping, you know, talk. He's, he's been really diving into the wedding, you know, the weddings and private events and stuff like that portion of the business. So it's right. cool to watch him, man. It's cool to watch him bring his skills for the last 30 years, you know, working for uh, different, you know, construct in construction and his mind is just different, you know. It's it's uh it's neat. He thinks he's real analytical about everything, and mm-hmm. it's cool to watch him, man. It's cool to watch him grow in in this business, and um and then we're all there as a family, which is can be awesome and it can be pretty uh stressful at times. <laughs> no, but right. always always a blessing to be there, you know, together. No doubt. So we enjoy that, man. And boy, he loves coming down and checking out the fish, you know. The guys oh, yeah. are coming in throughout the day, and boy, it's just uh, it's just a cool deal, man, to have the opportunity to be all together like that, doing what we love. So, what a blessing, man! It's going to be a good year. Well, we're all hoping for it, twenty twenty four. Yeah, buddy, you got a got a new start. They can start all over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. We got some big fish to catch this year. Yes, sir. Bring it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that pans out in our favor. I think it will, man. We got a. 
it's always good. It's it's always exciting, you know, these transitional seasons going from catching different, you know, the same stuff to different stuff. I'll tell you, the flounder just, just didn't last as long as we were really hoping, I mean, from our end of things and how we're fishing. And um, I, I don't know, though. You know, we've got these – these fronts i think on monday there's a nasty front coming in and i think on another wednesday one. after that it's yeah and then another, another one another one and here we go i it's know january I buddy know. nasty 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 it sounds like we're gonna be pulling out a lot of boats this this next or this month <laughs> yeah. right so what do y'all pull you know them out and go through them and redo the bottoms or what do bottom jobs yeah we'll do, we'll do that but mainly uh you know, we'll definitely do a servicing. Uh, we were able to kind of align everybody's schedule to service all of the boats at, you know, together in one day, which was great because everybody's kind of on the same timing for a re a reservice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but you know, I was referring to like pulling out those boats a lot this month because of uh, man, you know, they they stay you know in the water, and we've got a bunch of great you know buoys and tie up systems and stuff. But man, you get these. You get these fronts coming in blowing 50 miles an hour, you know, it's uh it gets pretty nasty there. So, you know, we like to uh we like to pull the boats out so they're not, you know, pulling on the fixed dock and, you know, pulling deck boards up and all kinds of crazy stuff, you know. Right. You got a 12,000 pound boat, you know, sitting there full of fuel, big old 36 contender pulling up and down in five footers and off it's, you know. It's uh it can be a little a little sketchy, so we just like to pull them out the water when stuff like this comes in, and gotcha. we we'll use it as an opportunity to give her some TLC, which is always needed with boats on the water. That's a fact. Just a tool. Got to take care of it. Treat it right. You got to, man. You got to. So it'll do you right every day. That's just part of the game. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. All right, buddy. Well, hey, if somebody wants to come down and, uh, you know, stay in a nice lodge or get married, Heck do yeah. a fishing trip all on the same weekend, let them know <laughs> how they do it all, Sharky. Man, would love to have you guys. Uh, hop on our website. It's Outcast Fishing with no G, charters.com. You can check out our trip packages, pricing, and availability right there on our website. And then uh, if you're interested in lodging, you want to you do a virtual tour, we have a uh, – like a um, like a YouTube uh, video that takes you through our lodge and shows you all the different rooms and amenities that we have. It's on BaysideEventCenter.com, and uh, you could also check out like our different packages and holiday and Christmas party, corporate parties, bar mitzvahs, whatever you want to do, we can make <laughs> it happen. It, buddy. <laughs> hey, and that'll let you know you got the right one. A gal you can That's bring right. down and marry her and uh, honeymoon on a fishing boat. There's nothing like That's it. That's right. And if she be maybe you ought to do the fishing trip first, because if it, if she looks a little weary about that, you know you might you might have to red flag it. Might have to back out and get <laughs> cold feet at the last minute. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, have buddy. a blessed weekend, brother. We'll you too, Sharky. Good Thursday. talking to you. All right. Later. All right. Buddy. You too, son. Right. Have a good one. All right, that's Captain Sharky Marquez down in Galveston. It's time for a break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. I was toting my pack along the dusty Winnemucca Road When along came a semi with a high-end canvas-covered load If you're going to Winnemucca Mac with me, you can ride 
And so I climbed into the cab and then I settled down inside He asked me if I'd seen a road with so much dust and sand And I said, listen, I've traveled every road in this here land I've been everywhere, man, I've been everywhere, man Good morning welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 619 here in the Bayou City. Let's run down to Corpus now. Let's check in with our good friend, Captain Cliff Webb. Cliff, what's up, man? Oh, man, Mickey. What's going on, buddy? Oh, just living a dream, brother. How about you? Well, I just been, I hadn't slept since I talked to you last. I've just been going 90 miles an hour, man. I I'm in Laredo been right getting now. It. Yeah. Oh, are you in Laredo? you still at the ranch? Yeah. Awesome. I killed two big bucks, two two monster bucks yesterday, and then all last week I caught giant fish. So it's just been I hadn't slept much, man. I've just been on fire, biggie God, buddy. And I'm going dove hunting. We got thousands of doves, so when we shoot some more deer this morning, I'm gonna go dove hunting. So it's life is good, man. Well, I got that photo, man. That one you're holding in your right hand with that big old split brow tine, and that man, yeah, that's a, a nine pointer. Yeah, what a deer! Look at the yeah. He's not. He scored stuff. about one fifty two, but he's a call. Now, we shot him on this, uh, we're on Lapur. we shot him on the high fence, then we went across the road to the low fence right on the river, and mm-hmm. I shot the other chocolate horn buck, but uh, last week, uh, Barry's son, Garrett, shot a 156 on that low fence right next wow. to the river, so we've got Sweet. some big bucks going on. Man. They're running, man. It's, uh, yeah, it's crazy, but. I had to pack up and leave about the time things were really getting interesting down there at Blaine's. I know, and I could hear that. I. I Listen to you yesterday, and I oh, pinpoint wouldn't come across a fence on you, man. That go what, what I'd give for another week off right behind that. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> uh, you know what? You can always get a job. <laughs> That's no, what I thanks. told Doug Pike. That's what I told Doug Pike. I said, I called him when those big trout were in there in February, and he, I said, Doug, I just caught all these big thirty inch fish. You got to get down here, man. He goes, I got to work. And I said, Well, quit your job. <laughs> I said, you can always get a job. You can never catch trout like this. And he shows up at three o'clock that afternoon, drizzling rain, and we hosed him. But you know, this is uh but the fishing's just been crazy good, man. So good. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I got some young guys are nineteen to twenty one, three of them. They don't fish artificial. They want to try it, you know. So that was right after that last cold snap, and these fish were in about seven to ten foot of water in the mud and drifting over, and we caught a hundred plus fish. Nothing real big, four pounds the biggest, you know, but just solid action, solid action. Right. And the next day, the next day I'm thinking, man, these fish are going to pull out in the flats. They didn't. They stayed in these trash channels. I got in there, and I had Fred and these guys, and Fred and those guys didn't feel that good that morning, and so they Raymond came. The only guy I had was Raymond. And between 7.30 and 9.30, we counted, we count, we caught 70 fish. The last oh, fish goodness. was a 40-inch red fish, you know, so we went on in. 40-inch, 40-pound red was the last one on plastic you know and then and this week it's just been even better fishing god almighty thursday was just off the chart i uh had this one guy that listens to the radio a lot john and he came down and he's supposed to bring his texas ranger buddies and they got a deposition due, so they didn't get to come so i didn't get to fish my ranger buddy but anyway got to fish with john by himself and man i i think we lost count at probably we stopped counting at 80 the two of us you know but good lord solid big fish just unbelievable they were out on deep grass beds and our, our water dropped down a little bit and you can see in about five or six foot of water you can see the dark shadows of those grass beds underwater right and we're throwing that little john that little john xl that uh watermelon red and god almighty it was insane <laughs> how many big fish we caught just insane you know 
And then I had one wading trip on soft dines. We spanked them on four to six pounders, you know. So I'm pulling off the fishing to go buck hunting. So life is good, buddy. Let me tell you, I'm so excited right now. I didn't sleep last night because we're going back over to the riverside today, that, that low fence area, and, and try to kill some more deer over there. And then we got thousands of doves. So when I get through that, we're going to shoot some birds. So Man. You know, I'm going to sleep one day. Maybe when I die, I'll, I'll catch yeah, up on my sleep. Last <laughs> Boy, I'm glad I don't live down there close to you. You'd kill me. I'm just about the same way. I think I've lost 10 pounds the last two weeks because I can't stop to eat. You know, it's just like I eat on the run, man, because, man, the fishing, I'm fishing till late afternoon. It's so good. I don't want to go in, you know. Then Barry invites me to this, this La Perla. This ranch is just like paradise. I've never seen so. We're looking at 180, 200 class, 10 points and 12 points all day. You know, he's got several thousand acres. I think it's like 7,000 acres here, you know, and it's real brushy. Good. And you see deer. You know, it's crazy. Then he got the low fence across the street, you know, on the river. And so uh, it's just insane. Then we go by the field, and it looks like Argentina with dove. And Barry says, when we get to killing some deer this morning, we'll go shoot some birds. So I said, oh, heck. <laughs> so, you know, man, if God, hey, if God takes me today, it's okay, man. I had a good, a good week. It's so been a good. good run, buddy. It's been a good <laughs> It's run. been a good run, dude. Yes, but it has. I'm just trying to, yeah, trying to settle down. But it's cold here, man. It's probably... God, it's got to be like 39 or 40 here. It's cold on the radar. Yeah, we had a couple of cool mornings at Blaine's that were like 39 and, and uh, 40, really? 43. Yeah, it was nice. Mm -hmm. Good hunting weather. And those, those deer there, are they in rut yet down there? They're just starting real good when I left. When I oh, first got man. there, you know, all the little teenagers, they were sniffing around thinking they're doing something, you know, and tailing yeah. does and all that. But it, uh, if you did have a hot doe, you know, that was it. You know, it's like having live bait out there. And, yeah, uh, yeah. It, uh, they, they started kicking off their yearlings when I got there. Boy, a bunch of those yearlings walking around lost as a goose, just like, where's mama? Well, mama's partying mm -hmm. right now, so deal with yeah. it. And, uh, those two bucks I shot were so different. So the low fence side, this deer's probably 230 pounds, and he's not rutted up because – there's so many doe in here. He doesn't have to work real hard. Barry's telling me this stuff. He tells everything you know about deer. He's amazing. So he says over there, you got so many doe. They don't really have to, you know, chase them so much. So don't get run down. This deer is a solid 230 pounds. He's a monster. My gosh, and the one I, I killed over here. He was. Yeah. It's just a big deer. The other deer is taller and bigger. They probably doesn't weigh as much because he's run down. He's probably lost 30, 40 pounds, you know, chasing those doe. Right. They lose a lot of weight. Yeah. But he's a monster. You know, he was showing showing me on a game camera. He says, "I got to get rid of this coal right here. If we see him, we're going to shoot him." And I'm sitting. That thing walks out about 200 yards. I look and I said, "That's a coal." <laughs> you know, and yeah. I got buck fever. I got. I can't believe I got buck fever. I did. I got buck fever, man. It was bad. You know, but it's, I got him anyway. And uh, then we we load that deer up. So no, we left that deer there. We put Barry put it, uh, his shirt over so the coyotes wouldn't get him. He put that towel or something something you're wearing. To, the caracaras and the coyotes won't mess with it because it smells like human scent. So we were going to leave that deer real quick and run, you know, 10 minutes across the, the road here to the river and see if we can get something on low fence. We started at 4.30. We're done at 6. We killed two big bucks. <laughs> we, go that, we go to that low fence, and, you know, the Border Patrol's uh, drives down next to the river, you know, so you see them down there. So these deer are pretty used to people driving because all the Border Patrol. Right. And we pull up there, and there's a little Sundera, a little Cleachy Road there, and there's that big old chocolate horn sitting there. And uh, we get within about 150, maybe 120 yards of him. I shoot him off the mirror of the truck. There you go. <laughs> you know, Barry says, 
are you sure you're not a poacher? Man, you're pretty good out of that truck. <laughs> I said, yeah, you know, shoot a lot of deer. That was what Kennedy Ranch, we shot a lot of deer in King Ranch out of the truck. You know, it's like yes. drive-by shooting, which is crazy. Drive-bys <laughs> on deer. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, man, how it was, you know. Hey, I, I, shot a, came I shot a yeah. deer off of guy's mirror, brand new pickup. I mean, it didn't even have a thousand miles on it yet. And I had my seven mag and it blew the, blew the mirror out of it, <laughs> shattered <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I had a guy blow my whole front windshield out of my Suburban, leaned over the hood with a 300 weather mag was one of those, uh, not a compressor, the, you know, it's the one before the compressor to kind of, yeah, the, I don't the, know what uh, to call it. Yeah, the muzzle brake on it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he laid over. I put uh, my jacket, and that deer's a long way off. And he he shot that deer and blew my whole windshield out of that truck. Oh <laughs> but we got gosh. the deer. We got the deer. You know, that's amazing. We drove around yeah. a little cold the rest of the day, but we were good, you know. Well, it's, you know, those muzzle brakes, they, uh, I don't know. It's There's pros and cons to it, but, you know, you can be on a range, and if somebody's down range from you when you're siding one in, it'll blow their hat off. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't like the wind you know. coming. That compressor is much better. I think that compressor works much better for me. Yeah, I like I like uh, using a suppressor. So I don't use one of my seven mag, but my other two twenty threes and stuff, I've got them. But that seven yeah. mag, I don't. I don't use it. You know. Well, it's uh, you know, and they they ought to just let everybody, you know, anybody that hunts, you ought to be able to buy one of those at a convenience store, you know. Yeah, said all this yeah. stamp and yeah, it's just nuts. It mm-hmm. it doesn't make the gun silent. It just suppresses no. the the sound yeah. to where it's uh you don't have to wear earplugs when you shoot. Exactly right. Exactly right. And uh, yeah, it's it's it. I, I I like them a lot. You know, especially on like a two twenty three on a you know something like shooting varmints and stuff with man, you can get several shots out if the animal's out there two two hundred yards or hundred fifty yards. You really doesn't hear it that much, you know. More well, even on my three hundred eight, I mean, it uh, suppresses it down to where it's tolerable, and you can't really, yeah. you know, if somebody's sitting up at the at the uh, lodge and you shoot, they can't tell where it came from because it just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, you. It's it's just a I think everybody ought to hunt with them. Well, you can tell everybody's a lot of people hunt with them now because the ranches that I hunt here in South Texas, I'd hear a ton of shots morning and afternoon. Now you hear very few because you're not hearing the shots because everybody's using compressors. So you only hear the shots that are close up. You have a little bit of wind, you don't hear anything. When I hear All stuff, you hear is the bullet slap. The bullet slap yeah, loud. When it's dead calm, when it's dead calm, you'll hear a lot more stuff. But a little bit of wind, you just don't hear it. You know. No. Okay. Which is good, in my book. Yeah, that's good. That's I'll real take good. Any time. But uh, I mean, I just it's just so crazy because when I go back, you know, I got I got your 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 guys Kelly, uh, the doctor Kelly, and those guys coming next right. week. I'm really Kelly Rising. Yeah, yeah, man. Boy, good. they're good, good fishermen. You're gonna you're yeah. gonna enjoy them. Yeah, I always do. They're coming down this week, and they're coming at a perfect time. They're fishing. We know it's every week. It's picked up, Mickey, and. uh it's so funny how our bay just filled back up with trout. It's nuts, you know. Right. And it's, it's a lot of dead zone, though. There's a lot of areas that don't have the fish yet because it doesn't have the bait. When you find a little bit of bait now, you've got them, you know. And uh, this tournament, a lot of these guys are running from, from Matagorda all the way to Mansfield. Isn't that nuts? Can you believe that? No. It's crazy, man, but they do it. I uh, When I was fishing the other day, so it's about 2.30 on Thursday, and we haven't kept a fish all day. We're, we're over 100 fish, and. I'm telling him how much he enjoyed those fish, how good they were. And so John says, well, I'll keep a couple, you know. So I just pull over the ICW and drop the totemore down. 
and those guys are going by me 90 miles an hour they're tournament guys we catch about 20 fish on that drop off perfect 17 to 20 inches and he kept a couple of those but it was amazing on my on on my uh garmin my fish finder how many fish were in that in that channel coming in from corpus christi bay they don't have a lot of grass to spawn and a lot of those fish they go out in the bay and they'll come back in this time of year from corpus christi bay into our laguna madre and that's what's happening right well that uh yeah, talking about how good those fish taste down there, that's, that's just different. It's night and day from up here. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? It is. And all those fish for catch are so healthy. They're so it. fat, you know, just so fat, got big shoulders on them. You know, the big ones were catch got big old shoulders. You think they're huge, but they're five, six-pounders, but they look so big because they're shoulders. Oh, yeah. You know? you to, well, what we've been we through the last few years, I mean, five- and six-pounders, so, man, quality. Mm-hmm. That's big time. Yes, sir. And just drifting, Mickey, I'm catching, you know, you know, 17 to 23, 24 is just drifting. So it's like you and I did, the same thing you and I did right. getting those deep grass beds when you heard your before last, same thing. Well, you know? those fish just weren't skinny when we were there, you know. It was just uh, yeah. they real scattered and loose and, you know, one here and there. But, boy, out of the boat, they were a lot thicker. You know, they were just on that yeah. deeper pattern. It's the way it works. Yeah, and it's just we have so much more fish now than when you came, Mickey. It's just, just, just my luck, you know. When you came uh, last this year, it wasn't as good as the hoping hey, it was. we had a good time. Okay. We caught plenty of fish. Hey, yeah, we I know, but to... you know how I, I want it to be really good when you're here, man. Mm. I just wanted that one big bite, and then I ended up getting <laughs> it, and it came off. So, hey. <laughs> it happened. But I got the bite. It just didn't happen. Yeah, I know it. I know it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, Barry's over here getting the hunting truck ready. Got the shotguns going on, and we only got about a 10-minute ride to the river. He's He's got a a pumping station on the mm. on the Rio Grande that he built the highway here that runs across our property. So he, he ran a pipe under the highway there to pump all these irrigation for his, his fields for his deer. Really? And That's he's got, cool. He's got alfalfa yeah, he's got alfalfa planted and these deer are absolutely monsters. Just you know, God. Well you know very a lot of a lot of uh, these guys don't put alfalfa out for their deer, but I noticed I hunted with uh, Leon Sontag one time up there in, in Maynard up by Roosevelt and all of his feeders about 50 yard over from it. He had an alfalfa rack, you know, with the alfalfa hanging in there for the deer. And after they'd eat corn, they'd go over there and they'd tank up on, on alfalfa. They loved it. Yeah. You got a few axes in here too. And they love it. They love the alfalfa. Yeah, this is axis. growing. It looks like almost looks like cabbage. It's green in the field. It's just beautiful looking, but, uh, he's got you know, and there's some kind of plant, you know, with all the moisture and, Everything Blaine's has, it's some kind of, uh, looks like a weed, you know, a broadleaf weed that's popping up everywhere, and the cattle and the deer are going crazy over it. I noticed a lot of deer, they'd eat corn in the Sendera, and they'd slide over to the side and start eating that broadleaf, you know, mm-hmm. to go with it. So, I mean, South Texas is in real good shape right now. They've had just the it right is. amount of rain at the right times. I mean, everything, all the cows look good, the deer are healthy. I mean, it's a good yeah. year, man. It is. It is. I was, I was surprised how healthy these. I just, I'm blown away. This, the deer that I'm hunting in Alice, you know, they're nothing like these deer here. They, these deer are monsters. They just they look like a mule. They're, yeah. you know, they're 230, 250 pounds. What a difference! My God. Gosh. Well, they're, you know, they just probably fed properly and uh, they got just. Yeah. Well, this low fence, the low fence, they have no protein, nothing, all natural. They don't feed nothing. And that deer was 230 pounds just on natural food. You know. That's a beast. That's a good. It's one. a beast. Can you imagine going to Canada, Alberta, and shooting three 350-pound whitetails? Good yeah, Lord. Yeah. 
Yeah, Barry told me a story. He went up there to Saskatchewan. He said it's too dang cold, man. <laughs> he said it's it cold. Is. It was uh, nine degrees. He said it was nine degrees. That's, that's cold, man. Hey, and when they put you out in the stand, it's daylight till dark. It's all day. That's what he said. He put you. He said they put him in there, and he, you know, he he stayed there from daylight to dark. You know. Yeah, there's no picking you up and bringing you back to the lodge for lunch or any of that and warming <laughs> up. You, you're in it for the duration. That's uh, yeah. Yeah. whole different deal well, i'll let you get to it cliff i know y'all are fixing to load up and head right. over there so uh hey all right man send me another picture with bbd on it big buck down oh baby. man on i hope ground. so I, I, I got my belleville meat bags fred brought me all my belleville sauces oh, uh, yesterday cool. too so i'm all set for that i got to, i'm almost full in the free and i'm gonna ser- get serious about the fishing man yeah i just went up there the day before yesterday and dropped mine off and uh Talked to Jared for about 10 minutes. Those guys were smoking busy. I can't believe this late in the season they were lined up, man. That's oh, crazy. yeah. That's, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. But well, thanks for having good. me on, Mickey. That's, hey, anytime, Cliff. Somebody wants to come fishing with you, throw them a number out, man. All right, Mickey. Minerico, 361-949-0707. All right. Happy buddy. New Year, buddy. Hey, you All too, right, man. man. See you. All right, that's Captain Cliff Webb down in South Texas. All right, it's time for a break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. The first thing I remember knowing was a lonesome whistle blowing and a young'un's dream of growing up to ride. On a freight train leaving town, not knowing where I'm bound and no one Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. On this Saturday morning, it's 641 here in the Bayou City. Yeah, talking to Cliff, it just that fires you up. It's, he's that way in the boat, too. You know, if you get a little lull in fishing, you just keep chunking. He'll make the fish eat. It's firing you up. Enthusiasm. It's positive attitude. That's a big part of what we do for a living. you got to... No negativity. That's the way I look at it. It's uh makes a day go better. And uh sometimes you'll get feed, well, what do you think, Captain? Oh man, it's just it's one of those days, isn't it? I said, hey, just hang in here. It's it's gonna come. We're on the fish, it'll it'll go off. You just gotta be positive and stick with it. But uh you know, I forgot Harry. I've got him on the call list this morning, Harry Detant, up at Penwall. But he remember I talked to him, uh, what was it, about three weeks ago, and he said he had sold Penwall Campground and Marina. So we may not be able to get a Livingston report out of him this morning. So uh, well, we've got a few minutes left in the remainder of the show. So if, uh, we'll open the call lines up. If somebody wants to give me a call, I'd love to talk to you. Talk about hunting or fishing, great outdoors. Got a good story to share with us on a good deer hunt or a great fishing trip or whatever? We'd like to hear about it. Give us a call up here at 713-572-4610. That's 713-572-4610. We'd love to hear from you. But uh, getting back to Cliff, you know, the now those two beautiful deer he killed. And, I mean, it's just... Uh, you know, like one he called a cold buck because it was on that high fence ranch, but that's a that's a trophy for the wall for a lot of people's hunting abilities and where they hunt at. And it's just um, the quality of deer, you know, as far as bucks, has really, really gotten better in the state because of management. 
And uh, I know we're trying to manage our fishery in a similar fashion and just, uh, you know, not taking these deer, you know, and taking too many of them at an early age because the potential is there. I mean, you you can look these bucks over when you're down there hunting and you'll see, you know, you'll see a two or three year old deer that's really, really, really nice and uh, just know that two three four years down the road that deer could turn into something very special possibly even a book deer you know at least 170 inches or better and that's what we all thrive for in our goals and and the more we let through the system like that and let them grow up and let them develop the more we see you know just better hunts and better opportunities for people that are looking for a really good deer of a lifetime same way with fish pretty much same on trout it's pretty similar. All right, well, let's get to our call screens. We've got a few calls here. Uh, Rick Bias is up first. Rick, what's up? Good, Good morning. morning. What's up? Hey, uh, I heard you say you had a little bit of time. I was listening to you talk to, um, uh, I can't remember who, about quail hunting. Yeah, applaud. And Yeah, James and... Uh, you know, I love quail hunt, and but you know, you you talking about those people coming down there from up north, and, and they're, they're used to you know hunting canned hunts, pen raised quail. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said about it, and the, the I don't I'm not going to pay to go on a canned hunt of anything, okay? But I have a friend that does a lot, and uh, he at this time of year, probably probably in about another couple of well January, he's gonna flush all his uh, birds that he's got left from this past year, and he's gonna go put them out in the pasture the day before, and he's gonna invite me and a bunch of friends, and we're gonna go up there and we're gonna shoot two or three hundred quail, and and so he can get his new crop going. Follow yeah. me. Right, you know, because they don't. He's got to. He's got to keep keep building the crop. But, you know, it's so kind of goofy. Uh, I've seen some stupid stuff. One is the last time I went, I went with him to release the birds. Every time we'd release the birds and try to flush them off, they would turn around and either fly back underneath our truck, or <laughs> we'd go on down the road, look back, and they're following us. <laughs> and you know, you just me. couldn't get Feed away me. from them. Feed me, come on, I'm hungry. <laughs> oh and, boy! You know, it's stupid. But we had some dog. He had some real good dogs. But real quick dog deal. Uh, these were uh, red pointers. I called them pointers, but you know, red and white. Yeah, liver colored. And uh, he had an older dog. He has to rotate them. He can't let them get hot. And he has an older dog. It's really good dog. And he's, it was kind of cool. He said, I'm going to let this dog run one time. And so we dumped him out, and uh, we we got some quail flushed. And, of course, a bunch of guys shot, and the flushing dogs are running. The the, the pointing dogs are, are running. And anyway, we all got it all it all come back together, but we couldn't find that old dog. Mm-hmm. And I, I asked Jay, I said, where do you think? He, I mean, where do you think, man? He says he's on point somewhere, and he ain't coming off till we find him. 
He said he'll stand there till he dies of old age or starvation. That's something how those dogs are disciplined like that. Yeah, and we looked and we looked, and he had even already called a guy with a drone. And he turns two more dogs out that, that kenneled next to him, thinking maybe they might could track him, but they didn't. They found some of them stupid uh, canned quail. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, I found that dog. And that dog was standing in the brush on three legs, on point, nose to the ground. He was about eight inches from that quail in this real thick brush, and he was shaking. That's the only way I found <laughs> him. The tree was, the bushes, <laughs> the bush was shaking, and he was just standing there. He was not leaving until somebody come flush that quail for him. Amazing. It's pretty awesome. It anyway, is. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was kind of a all right. Cool. I'll always well, hey, I got a couple that. more callers before I go off. All right, go Good get talking them. to you. See you, man. All right, later. All right, next up, we got Patrick. He's taking his son fishing this morning. How about that? Patrick, good morning. You're on the outdoor show. How you doing, Captain Mickey? I'm doing good, sir. How uh, are you? Doing well, I was uh, feeling nostalgic. I've got my 12-year-old son with me. And I was uh, telling him about when I was his age at Paul Revere Middle School. My homeroom teacher would leave the Houston Post out. I would pull the uh, mission reports. I right. Remember, remember the names. It was, you know, you, Matt Murray, back in those days, James Plague, Jim West, Charlie Paradoski over at right. Atagorda. Um, and now it's come full circle. Now he's, he's getting the mission report from you. Uh, <laughs> the same age. <laughs> yeah, so we just can't get out of the out. business, man. Can't walk away from it. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're still here. Um, Me too. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm still here too. <laughs> We're all happy for that one. Yeah, we are. It's uh, I had another birthday and I made another year, so that's all good. I appreciate you so much, and um, I, I love listening to the show. And I'm glad that my son gets to listen to it. Um, it's great to hear your voice. And we're going to. How old is your son? Twelve. Right just turned 12. Cool. Tommy. Tommy. Good morning, Tommy. Good morning. Well, I hope y'all catch him up today. What are y'all fishing for? Redfish. Redfish? Well, it ought to be good today. The weather's, uh, the weather's cooperated. The winds are down and a little cool, but, uh, that's what we got good gear for. Well, we'll send some pictures if we catch the big one. You got my text number. Send them. I like photos. I can I can handle that. <laughs> got it. Thanks, Captain Mickey. All right. Well, y'all have a good day and good luck to you. Y'all be safe out there. Catch them up. All okay. right. Thanks. Goodbye. All right, next up, we got Greg Henry. Greg, good morning. You're on the outdoor show. Hey, good morning, Mickey. Hope you're doing well. Hey, couldn't be better. Could you please, Greg, could you please explain uh, the term you use on when you are looking in your blinds, Cinderus, and spell it for me, too, please? Yeah, I think it's spelled uh, S E N D E R A, Cindera. That means uh, a road. Yeah. Yeah, it's just okay, what, so it is, what it is. It's just roads that are cut through ranches. You know that all the 
vehicles used to go, you know, feed deer or put up blinds or even run cattle and all that. And uh, they're just, uh, you know, that's just, that's what it's always been called in South Texas, looking down a Sendera. And you have all these lanes, and where we like to put blinds is where you have uh, six, seven, eight lanes that intersect. And uh, you put your blind in that intersection and maybe put a feeder down one to the west and another one to the north and uh, to pull the deer out. And then we grain all of them. You know, before a hunt, you grain them real good out to about 300 yards, and you'll pull all the deer out of the thick brush because that's, you know, it's just thick brush country down there, and you keep your roads cut like that. And uh, kind of like an old wagon train days, you know, where you just, you know, They'd cut through, and uh, you'd just have these lanes that they'd run their wagons and cattle through and, and uh, horses and all, and it kept them cleared out. And nowadays, you know, you got all the great mowers with bat wings on them or brush hogs and all, and you keep them mowed year-round. That keeps from new mesquite trees and cactus and all that from growing up in them. And, uh, it just, and deer like those clearings. You know, they like the cover real close by. But they'll come out and feed in that, and that's where you get an opportunity to see so many deer, you know, just crawling out of the brush like rats in the mornings to feed on the corn. Hmm. And uh, okay. it, uh, but that's they even named a. Uh, I think uh, Remington has a 300 uh, Win Mag. It's called a 300 Sendera. <laughs> they even named the gun after it, so because it's a long range. Okay. Shooting. But. That's pretty much it. I think it's S-E-N-D-E-R-A, Sendera. Okay, great. Hey, I appreciate it. Love the show. All right, Greg. Well, thanks for the call, and uh, appreciate you listening in, buddy. Yes, sir, anytime. Bye-bye. All right, have a good day. See you, man. Yeah, it's uh, and that's that's what I like about opening the lines is, you know, people, don't be afraid to ask anything. That's uh. You know, we just think of it as second, second nature, but I, I can understand that. I remember when I first started hunting out here, Sendera, and I'm going, what does that mean? Until I experienced it and did it, you know. It's just uh I think it's cool that you just uh, you just talked to a next generation that's listening to your reports. Yeah, that is cool. You know, it's a uh, 12-year-old, and he's coming up listening to the outdoor show on the way to a fishing trip. And, you know, I used to do the same thing. Before I became part of the show, I remember, you know, Pappy and Bob Jr., they'd call me for a report in the morning. I was usually the first one right at 4 a.m. It's kind of earlier than I wanted to, but I got on the air and gave them my spill, and then I would listen to the show in my truck on the way to the fishing spot, you know, to the boat ramp. So it's nothing's changed, man. Life's a cycle. Yeah, it is, and uh, and I'm proud to say that uh, this is the longest-running outdoor show in the country. I'm, if I can remember right, I think Bob Sr. started this and goodness, back in 67, 68. Don't, don't take that to the bank, but I'm just, I'm just I guesstimating am. from when I was a kid or a teenager, you know, in high school listening to the same show when I go hunting or fishing in the mornings. So, but, uh, anyway, that's pretty much it. We're about out of time. And, uh, Jake, are you going to be back with me tomorrow, or do I lose you tomorrow? You lose me tomorrow, but starting next week, you will have me Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. All four days. i got All to put up with days. you. How about yes, that? Yes, sir. 
Hey, it's always my pleasure. I enjoy working with you, man. Love working it's, with you, uh, too. We make a good team there, brother. We do. We got a good collab. And, uh, hey, and the uh, Texans play, what, at 7.15 tonight on ABC. 7.15 Prime tonight. time, baby. If we beat Indy, we're in the in the playoffs. If we beat Indy and Jacksonville loses against the Titans tomorrow, we win we the win division. We win the division, right? Yep. Awesome. D'Amico Ryans, coach of the year. Telling yes. You. I'm with you, man. I'm, uh, I concur on that one. And, uh, hey, it's been a long time since we <laughs> talked about playoff football in this town, <laughs> yeah, brother. Absolutely. <laughs> Mostly playoff baseball, but, uh, hey, it's coming around. Yep. We're moving in the right direction anyway, bud. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, I'll see you next week, Jake. And, uh, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back in the morning, bright and early at 4 a.m., right here at Sports Radio 610. KILT Houston. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.